Let's give all our dads a hand. Let's give our dads a hand. We love you dads. Good morning, Rock family. Hey, my name is Ricky. If we hadn't had a chance to meet, and I'm not sure if you're aware of this Rock family or not, but we are a huge family. So we have the campus where I'm currently standing on this stage is in Point Loma. Then we have four other campuses. We have one in East County, North County, San Cedro, and City Heights. Did you guys know that? We know that? And then, you know who else is tuned in right now? We have people all over the world tuning in right now that are serving our country. In fact, can we just give those folks a hand right now? Give those folks a hand. Thank you for serving. I know that there's a lot of you dads out there that are missing time with your kids right now because you're giving us freedom. We thank you for that. And then we have folks gathered behind uh, grocery stores and in alleys and laundromats. We call those microsites. We have people sitting in Starbucks all over the world. There's a group in the Philippines that watch this service today, tomorrow. It's happening, right? And that's what we call the Rock Church. This is a huge family. And I just happen to be the, 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 the papa for the East County family out there. So they're screaming right now. Is that East County? Right? And then you got Pastor Jason in North County. You can't find that unless you really try. But once you're there, it's amazing, right? And then City Heights, Pastor Micah, the glass house. And then Pastor Travis, he was just a baby. He was in diapers when he first became a pastor here. Now he's San Ysidro. He's out there, doesn't speak a lick of English. And then <laughs> your campus pastor, my, one of my close friends, Pastor Marcus Preciado. That's, I, I won't tell him that that was the reception that you gave him. Come on, Point Loma. He, now, I know I'm not like, I don't have pretty brown skin. This is it. I was in the sun for a week, and this is all you get right here. I don't speak anything except for what I'm speaking. I know he's got like that. that he's a handsome guy, right? Anyways, he's on vacation. So uh, the reason why I'm standing here is because our senior pastor and my pastor, Pastor Miles McPherson, he's the pastor of The Rock. He's the granddaddy of The Rock. He is uh, not feeling well. He's home, and so we're praying for his recovery. He called me this morning and asked me if I'd come share. And I was super excited to be here in Point Loma because I haven't seen my Point Loma peeps in a long time. It's good to have it. I mean, even the defectors. It's good to see the defectors that used to be in East County and then moved to Hawaii and then back in Point Loma. Anyway, it's good to be back here. And, and for some of you, you remember I've been around The Rock for a long time. Uh, I, I've been, like, you know, for 10 years, been to East County since we opened, and it's Father's Day. And I, I just thought, because I'm a dad, and because I can, and you can't, I'm going to show you my kids. <laughs> now, East County, uh, uh, you've already seen these pictures, I'm sure, but check this out. This is my son. Now, do you remember when he was seven years old? Some of you remember this, right up here on the stage, interviewing with Pastor Miles, and now he's 15. He's got hair in his underarms. He's got a six-pack. He just finished his freshman year, and he's taller than me by an inch, but don't tell him that. Okay, that's him. And then we thought that was it. We tried to adopt. We thought that was our story. And then God gave us this beauty three years ago. This is Shiloh Joy, Lila Page. There she is. Shiloh Joy. Uh, She's three years old. And by the way, this is her casual formal wear to go to the grocery store. And we're learning a whole new way to be a parent, right? And I'll be walking her down the aisle when I'm in my 70s or 80s. People are going, oh, your grandfather's cute. And she'll say, it's my dad, you know. <laughs> this is my, my, my kids. They're, they love each other. My, my son's a great brother. Check this out. He kisses his sister. And 
Look at that. This is awesome. I know. Now, here's the thing. When you are at the hospital as a dad, dads, you can relate, right? You're at the hospital as a dad. And by the way, our contribution to the whole birthing deal is, you know, like nine months, a one night romantic night, and that's it. You know what I mean? Other than that, it's just like, come on, babe, you can do it. I mean, that's it. If you think about it. Anyways, I'm at the hospital. You were there, you dads, and everybody. You got a full staff. They're like taking care of your wife. They're taking care of your baby, and you're just sitting there. I'm going to get caught up on sleep, right? And they're, they're, they're doing it all. And then like, you know, three days later, they put your wife in the front seat. They put the baby in that car seat, which they don't show you how to do that. So once it's in, you just leave it in for a while because you don't know how to take it out. And then you're on your way. There's no instruction manual. There's no, in fact, I've even, with Shiloh, the nurse said, good luck. You know, see you later, you know, and that's it. It's hard being a dad, isn't it? I mean, I'm the only one that's going to admit that. The rest of you guys are like, nah, it's easy, right? How about this? How about the talk? Guys, have you had to have the talk with your son, the talk, you know? I mean, no one told me about the talk. When I was 17 years old, my mom handed me a book that was like an illustrated talk. And she goes, if you have any questions, let me know. I gave it back to her. I go, Mom, I'm 17. If you have any questions, let me know. (laughs) So I'm at Starbucks. I got a napkin. I got an ink pen. And I'm like drawing out the talk to my son when he was seven to, to where I said, do you have any questions? And he said, yeah, one question. Can we stop talking about this? Right? That's... And then I got the girl. I got to figure out a whole new talk for the girl. You know what I mean? And it's going to be weird because she already thinks she's going to marry me. So we got a lot of work to do. (laughs) No one tells you how to do this. And you make mistakes, right? You make mistakes. Any dads out here want to admit just me? I'm going to admit it just to give you a heads up. Ever make mistakes? Yeah. You ever ever change your kid and and then you turn around for a minute and they're on the floor? (laughs) (laughs) And you're dreading confessing that to your wife. <laughs> and then it comes out and she goes, oh, I've done that before. No big deal. And you're like, oh, I mean, this is a tough gig. It's not for the faint of heart. And I want to tell you, dads, thanks for what you do. It's not easy. You know, and, and I'm going to pray for you. Uh, and, and then we're going to look into God's word. This is what we're going to look at in God's word. Salvation and fatherhood have a lot of parallels. All right. And I'm explain that. When you become a father, you're a father. Congratulations, it's a baby boy. Congratulations, baby girl. And you are a dad. When that baby boy or baby girl grows up to be 15 or 3, you're no less or more of a father when you were the first day you held that nasty little bloody mucus body. (laughs) You're still dad. You're a dad here, you're a dad there. And in between there, there's a process of becoming a dad. That's confusing. I thought I was a dad. You are. But there's a process of becoming a dad. What? And then once your kids have grown, you become a granddad, which is like you are taking it to the whole nother level, dad. So in other words, in being a dad, there's, there's a, a, a past. I became a dad. There's a present. I'm a dad. And there's a future. I'm going to be a granddad. Salvation is much like that. See, salvation is in past, future, and present tense. And we're going to look at that. But before we do that, I want to pray. Because I know also Father's Day is a bittersweet for many of of you in this room. And in East County and in City Heights and in San Ysidro and in North County and the microsites and those in 
Philippines, wherever you're listening, you hear Father's Day and it's tough because you grew up without a dad or maybe your dad was a deadbeat dad or maybe like our friend last night, we get a call yesterday afternoon, her dad, 60 years old, best shape of his life in a triathlon, dies doing the triathlon. And we sat with her and today's going to be a really rough day for her because her, her dad passed yesterday. And probably every Father's Day from this point on, she's going to feel like many of you feel because you've lost a dad, no matter where you are. So I'm just going to start, before we get into God's Word, we're going, to, we're going to pray. And we're going to do it like our pastor models for us. So if you can join me, I'm going to go to my knees. If you can't join me, that's fine. But whatever campus you're at, if you're in a microsite even, would you join me on your knees? Father, we pray for our pastor. We pray for complete healing over his entire body from the tops of his head to the soles of his feet. We thank you for salvation. We thank you. It's nothing of our choice. It's your choice. You chose to save us. But then we've got to choose you. And then we have to choose you every day. God, we need courage to do that. Would you clear the waters, if there's any muddy waters, for anyone in this that, that can hear my voice? Or would you give them peace? Father, would you find your way into our hearts today? We need to hear from you, God. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen? Amen. Uh, here's what I want you to do. Uh, in your bulletin, you have a lesson plan. I just want you to put that in your Bible. Pastor Miles is going to deliver that word for you. It was supposed to be today, but God has it for another time. And instead, I just want you to, on somewhere in your bulletin, a piece of paper, there's no lesson plan. I just want you to write some verses. And in fact, I don't even want you to turn to them. I just want you to write them down. I want you to look them up later. Now, if you're really fast, if you're like a Bible ninja, you can, you can try to catch up with me. But otherwise, just write them down and look them up later. We're going to look at three passages right now. Romans and Philippians. So Romans chapter 8, verse 24. Right? Romans 8:24 Romans 8:24 Philippians chapter 2 verse 12 through 13 Philippians and and if you're like me you can't spell it it just put f p h i l for for years and years i thought the philippines had their own book in the bible i'm like this is sweet it's philippians 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 2:12 through 13 and romans 13:11 so you should have romans 8:24 written down you should have Philippians 2, 12 through 13 written down and Romans 13, 11. Salvation comes to us. Salvation is what we're in for some of us, many of us. And salvation is what we're looking forward to. Past, present, future. Let me explain. Romans 8, 24 says this. For in his hope we were saved. But hope that is seen is not hope at all. Who hopes for what they have already have? The guy who's writing all of these things, by the way, writing Romans, he's writing to the church in Rome. Uh, Philippians, he's writing to the church in Philippi. This is a guy named Paul. And you know, some of you know Paul's story, right? Uh, Paul was riding on a donkey on his way to continue persecuting Christians. Uh, he was a man of authority, a man of power. He was well-respected in the Jewish community, in the Roman community, in the Greek community. He was an educated man, a learned man. He was rising to the political power that, that would literally, he would be positioned to be uh, over men and women and, and countries. He was, he was on his way when God knocked him off a donkey. He was blind for three days. He went for three years and sat with a godly man who discipled him. And then he started a journey. All right. Paul's writing here 
For in this hope we were saved. We were saved. We were saved. Everybody say were. Were is a past tense. We were saved. Uh, there's immediately a picture of uh, salvation was something. Right? When I was 19 years old, I was driving my 1978 Camaro Rally Sport, red with black pinstripes. Calm down, ladies. I'm married. <laughs> Easy. And, and it, was on, it, it was on a New Year's Eve at 2 in the morning when I, I, I hit every wall that I could possibly hit. God got, got a hold of my heart. That happened to me back then when I was 19, 45. So now I look back and I go, that's something that happened. It happened to many of you. It happened to some of you in this campus here at Point Loma. You actually got up out of your seat and you walked down to the stage. It happened to some of you in East County. You got up out of your seat and you were headed out the door and you text, text to be saved. It happened to some of you in City Heights. You were just walking by this glass building and you saw this big guy with dreadlocks calling you in. It's Pastor Micah and you got saved. It happened in North County because you were looking for the beach and got lost and found North County campus <laughs> and got saved. It happened in San Ysidro on your way back from a terrible night in Tijuana. <laughs> that was past. That was past. So some of us get confused and we think, oh, that's it. And then we just kind of think that's it. But it's not because in Philippians chapter 2, verse 12 through 13, Paul writes this. Therefore, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed now, not in my presence as much, but much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. Wait a minute. It says this, the hope in which we were saved. That's back here when I was 19. But then he says, wait a minute. Salvation is something you have to work out. It's present. You're working it out. It's right now. Salvation was something that happened to me when I was 19. Salvation is something that's happening to me every single day. Once you have salvation, then you live salvation. And then in Romans 13, he speaks futuristically about it. He says this, and do not do, do, and, and do, 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 do. I'm sorry, I'll, I'll leave the singing to the choir. Okay, and do this, understanding the present time that the hour has already come for you to wake up from your slumber because our salvation is nearer now than it was when you first believed. Wait a minute. Salvation was when I was 19. Yes. Salvation is happening today. Yes. And salvation is to come. Yes. What's the salvation to come? Oh, that's in Revelations when it says, man, the glory of the Lord will come and check this out. He will be your God and you will be his people and he will call you by name and he will give you a new glorified body. One that look, I, I will actually look like my son's six pack eventually, right? You will have a new heavens and a new earth. And some of you are like, I like our earth. It's pretty cool. Hold on. You like this earth? I mean, this fallen earth where you go scuba diving in La Jolla and you see a Coke can floating by? You like that earth? You like the present age where people are, are, are doing hate crimes and murders and, and, and there's death and there's evil and there's... You like that? Don't hang on to that. Because salvation is to come. What's the salvation to come right here? A new heaven, new earth, new body. Oh, man. When I was 19, I got saved. Because salvation was over there. Uh, when I'm 45, I'm currently working through my salvation. 
Oh, someday soon, we get salvation. New heavens, new earth, new body. Man. Uh, and some of you may maybe think that once this happens, you become saved, that, it, you know, you just you get more holy and, and then you can't seem to get it together. You're falling apart and so you're probably not saved. Or maybe you just need to keep coming to church and you'll just get super holy one day. And you, they'll give you a microphone and you can come up here. I'm going to give you some, some insight, okay? So in East County, in North County, okay, in San Ysidro, in City Heights, in Point Loma, uh, behind the grocery outlet in the Philippines, wherever you are, whoever's in front of you speaking right now is no different than you. Do you know that? I, I mean, listen, I spent three years at seminary getting a two-year degree. Thank you very much. I took my time. Uh, <laughs> I went to four-year university, you know, and, I, and it took me four years. I, I graduated with a degree and a wife. Yeah, baby. I didn't know that was part of the deal, but it was. Uh, and I've spent the last 20-plus years being a pastor. And you know what happened last week? It took my family. We went camping. We took a whole week off. I mean, and you know camping, it doesn't even really make sense. You know, it's like what we did before they invented homes, but now we do it voluntarily. So we packed the van with everything you can imagine, right? I mean, the minivan had like six feet above it strapped down with bungee cords to which every time we heard a noise, my wife would say, is everything okay? Yeah, it's good. I got it, right? Strapping that down. We're driving to this campsite. Now, here's what you need to know. See, in January, I was being like, I got the husband of the year award. You know why? I go, babe, I know how vacations work. Sometimes they just don't happen. So we're putting it on the calendar. I'm going to do all the planning. Don't you worry about it. I'm making reservations. I'm splurging. We're going to camping. (laughs) All for you. That's why she's mad about me. And you know why. Okay, so make the reservations. And you know when you're on the computer and you want to get something done, and maybe you don't understand this, but some guys in here for sure, maybe some women too, you just get in a hurry and you're, you're, you're agreeing to everything. Agree, 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 agree. You don't read the little window. You just go, sure, sure, okay, whatever, whatever, whatever. And it takes you to the final step. That's all I'm trying to get to is the final step. And somewhere along the way, I passed three screens that said, the site that you reserved is a handicapped spot. You must have a handicapped placard to camp there. I'm like, sure, click, click, click. Okay, whatever. We got, we got the happy campers in the back seat, the three-year-old singing Dora the Explorer songs. We got four feet of gear on top of the minivan. We pull up to the booth and, you know, there's a 14-year-old Girl Scout or whatever checking everybody in. And she's like... Can I see your reservation? Yes, sir. It's here, you know, and uh, okay. oh, perfect. You know, you're good to go. One week, we got it paid for. I'm feeling pretty good about myself. And she goes, where's your handicap placard? Well, I'm not handicapped. She goes, sorry. No, like, oh, well, that's okay. Just sorry. What do you mean, sorry? Well, you have to have one to camp there. So you're out of luck. What do you mean I'm out of luck? I mean, you're out of luck. Well, give us another site. Sorry, we're full for another year. I'm like, Check it out, 14-year-old Girl Scout. (laughs) I'm camping in Site 101. I'll see you there. And I drove through. And she's like, wait, wait, you know. The next visitor we got carried a gun, and she wasn't 14, you know. (laughs) And she helped us. She was, you know, my wife, my wife's like, you got to go apologize to that young lady. So, you know, I I did. I went and apologized to the young lady. And and then we borrowed one of the Rock Church canopies for our campsite. And my wife made me turn it so it says Rock Church Against the Forest so no one can see it. 
and, and the nice ranger officer, she helped us in, and she put us in an emergency campsite for guys like me. <laughs> they, they have emergency campsites for guys like me. I'll tell you what I did not display to that young lady at that guard booth. I did not display humility, love, patience, kindness, fruit of the Spirit. Did not. And if I would have told her I was a pastor, you know, if she finds out, if she's listening, I'm sorry again. But was I saved? Yeah, I was saved. I got saved when I was 19. Yeah. Am I working through my salvation? Yes. What am I being saved from? Me. Will I have a six-pack? Yes. <laughs> Salvation is here in the present. It was there when I got saved, and it's coming. And, and, and Jesus loves working with people in the process because he doesn't let you get away with just crossing the line and then staying right here. And he doesn't let you get away with standing in the middle and going, I'm righteous, I'm holy, I'm perfect. And he certainly doesn't let you get away with crossing the line and doing the journey without fixing on the hope that is to come. I mean, one example in, in Luke 18, there was a guy who was rich, he was young, he was a ruler, he had authority, he had power. This guy was, was like top of his game. And you could tell he's one of those guys that just looks squeaky clean. You know, he irons his underwear. One of those guys, you know, and everything's perfect in his life. And he approaches Jesus very arrogantly. See, he's crossed the line, right? And he's somewhere in here on the journey. And he goes, Jesus, what must I do to get saved and have eternal life? Because he already knows I got that. Jesus says this, which is very interesting. He, he says, do you know the laws? There's 10 of them. And, and you know, five of them, uh, they're in regards to man loving God. And the other five are in man loving neighbor because the two greatest commandments are love the Lord your God and love your neighbor. So he gives them the five that are about loving man. He, he, he starts to quote those, those ones. And he says, uh, you know the commandments, right? Uh, and, and he says this. He says, don't commit adultery. Don't commit murder. Do not steal. Do not lie. And honor your father and mother. Wait a minute. That's four. He left one out. Don't covet. The man says, I've done all those things. And Jesus goes, you've done those things, you know, some of those things. And you're doing great. But there's one more step. You know, leave everything. Sell everything. And just follow me. But see, this guy was lust after power or authority. He couldn't do it. So he took a step back. Now, Jesus just wants you to move in your journey along this road. He doesn't want you to quit, get stuck, give up. He, he, has, he has so much patience. In fact, this book says his patience is our salvation. And yet, sometimes we think this journey is all by ourselves. And then, if we're not careful, we start looking at other people's journeys. And, and we start pointing fingers. Remember the, the story of the Pharisee that comes to the altar and he's praying. He's like, God, forgive me. You know, I, you know, I, I, I actually, he says, I, I give my 10%. He says, I do this, I do that. He's telling God all the good things he does. And then he looks at this other guy in his knees groveling. He says, and thank you, I'm not like him. And this guy in his knees groveling. He says, God, just thank you, I'm saved. And, and we, can, we can get caught in that. Uh, and this is what it would look like. I need a couple volunteers. Uh, Padres, Padres jersey, the last remaining Padres fan. Can you come up here real quick? And then can you come up here? And then, could you come up here? Yeah, yes. Go, go see Mark right there. I'm borrowing, just so you know, go see Mark. Uh, for all of you on that side, uh, come up on stage. Mark's going to bring you up here. I'm borrowing a couple of our Point Loma people. Uh, and, and so you're lucky that you're at East County right now, and I can't choose you. Uh, it, it, here's Mark, by the way, getting him up here, who serves in our security department that got in at 3 in the morning and has been serving the last two services. This is, this is what we have. We have it. Every campus, by the way, we have guys like Mark. Thank you. Come on. 
Come on, guys, stand. I need one of you guys to stand right here, right here, and then one of you guys to stand right here, right there, and then right here. What's your name? Chris. Chris, what's up? And then Chris and Chris. Hi. No way, they're all Chris. <laughs> all these Chris's, they were just sitting right here. That's crazy. All right, well, okay, so we got Chris here, and I'm just going to pretend that we're in East County because there's no mountains in, in Point Loma. It's just all beach and surf and $2 million, you know, cottages. But here's Chris. Chris is, is, is just approached a mountain in East County, and he sees a sign that says it's a 20-mile hike, and he's getting ready to do this hike. He's on the path, but he hasn't really started the journey yet. And then this is Chris. Chris is four miles ahead, okay? And this Chris, he's 15 miles out. And at his vantage point, he can look down and see Chris way at the starting line, and he shakes his head and goes, what a loser. <laughs> I remember when I was there. He's never going to make it past mile one. Right? And this Chris looks and sees this Chris four miles up, and he goes, I-, I wonder if I can do that. And this Chris shouts below, you can't make it. Give up. And then this Chris says, you know what? I can do better than that Chris. He sets his sight on the 20-mile marker because that's all I got to do. If I get to mile 20, I'm the bomb, and I'll be talking to that Chris from behind me. This is crazy. It's just a journey. We're all together. And we're all in the same boat. That's why I named everybody Chris today. <laughs> I have the microphone. I can do that. Right? And then what, what would happen if this Chris okay, looks and sees that Chris and goes, man, I'm going to take my backpack off. Go ahead. Yeah, there you go. Right. <laughs> Hold on. Are you a professional actor? Okay. And he goes, I'm going to go grab that dude. He needs help. So go, I'm going to go grab that guy. He needs help. There you go. And this Chris takes this Chris to mile 15. (laughs) Just takes, wait, you passed it. You're on mile 20. Mile 15 is here. Calm down, Turbo. Okay, and this Chris watches him go by, and he goes, wait up, and he sprains his ankle. Sprain your ankle. There you go. And he throws his arms in the air, and he makes it, I got to go back to my car, and he's limping back. He's on mile one, mile two, and he just stops, and he looks with puppy dog eyes. With puppy dog eyes. Right. With puppy dog eyes. <laughs> and you guys see this guy, he's injured, and you're like, man, he's going to slow us down. Like the church usually does this. <laughs> We're good. Let's keep moving. But what the church should do is this. Hey, we're all in the same boat. Now, we've crossed this line. For those of you, by the way, Romans 10.9 says, If you confess with your mouth, Jesus is the Lord, and believe in your heart, God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That's starting the journey. That's crossing the line. Okay? That's like way back there where Chris was. And then some of you, you've been saved for years, and you're headed to this. You're way over here. Some of you, you're lost in the middle, and you're just wandering, or you're like, Chris with a sprained ankle, or you're like, Chris, and someone's dragging you along. In fact, you're here because they convinced you that there was going to be free air conditioning, and you didn't have to pay for a movie. In this building, in East County, I know you're there for the air conditioning. Don't even try to lie. Uh, The reality is we're all in this boat together. Would you give my friends Chris, Chris, and Chris a hand? Guys, follow follow the mark. this journey of, of faith, some of you need to start today. You need to start today. And I know what you're thinking. I never ma- match up. I never make it. I ne-. If that's your thought today, if you're like, well, I'm not a Christian, 
and I'll just keep coming here, and eventually I'll, I'll just maybe start living better, and I'll, I'll give it a chance. And you're too intimidated to cross the line, start the journey, because you're afraid you've sinned so bad that God will never forgive you, or you, maybe you'll mess up if you start the journey. Then I just want to remind you, you know, you had a 20-plus-year veteran pastor confess to you, I almost assaulted a 14-year-old Girl Scout for a camping spot. You need to start the journey today. If there's one thing I'm going to beg you for, it's that. I would be dead or in jail or a mess. God redeemed me. I started this journey. Okay? And for those of you that are here and you just think like, I'm good. I got this. I don't need to get any better. You do need to get better. Uh, For those of you that feel like I'm not cutting it, maybe I'll just forget it. You are cutting it. Just like being a dad, the first day you have your baby and when you walk her down the aisle, you're still a dad. When you cross this line and you start the journey, okay, you're no more or less Christian today than you were, than I was 20 years ago because you're working through your salvation. And none of us, by the way, have arrived here because it hasn't happened yet. So for those of you that are on that journey, in a minute, I'm going to ask you also to evaluate and, and decide today, I'm going to commit to the journey. Not to commit being perfect on the journey. Not to commit figuring it all out or resolving it or giving up on the journey, but commit to the journey. And then there's a third category that I want us to acknowledge and pray for today, and that's dads. Dads. Dads, hear me. Okay, don't give up. If you just need to apologize, apologize. You ask my son. I I apologize to him almost every day for things that I do because I don't know how to be a dad. How do you be a dad? And then you turn on TV and dads are all like shiny and, hey, I'm the best dad ever. I can throw a spiral and a 90-mile-an-hour fastball and I can jump. You know, who can match up and and live up to that? None of us. Are you perfect? No. But you're a dad. You crossed the line. You stepped on the journey. Now you're on your way. Don't give up going to pray for you. In a minute, I'm going to ask all three of those groups to stand up. I'm going to start with our dads on every campus, no matter where you are, if you're behind the grocery outlet store, if you're down at the border, if you're mid-city, if you're in North County, I'm going to ask you to stand in just a minute. So get ready. Dads, I'm going to ask you to stand first in in, in about 30 seconds. And and all you're saying is, I admit I'm not perfect. I need prayer. I admit I'm not perfect. I need prayer for this dad journey I'm on. And then after that, I'm going to invite you, Christian. I mean, you remember this day. You got it on your calendar. You have it up here. But in in the process, you forgot that salvation is there, but it's also here and it's also to come and you need to reacquaint yourself with that and allow the Holy Spirit to do something in your life and I'm going to invite you to stand after our dad stand. And then the third category, okay, and, and you, by the way, the third category of those of you that are like, I've never taken that step. I need to start the journey. I'm giving you courage first because I'm inviting dads to take the, the brunt of the nervousness right out of the room, every campus, right out of the street. If you're in an alley, if you're in a laundromat, dads are going to lead the charge. And then those Christians are going to join. And then non-Christian, pre-Christian, going to start your journey, people. You can look around and go, I'm not alone. 
and we're going to do this thing together because it was not meant to be by yourself. Also, why? I'm not going to ask you to bow your heads and close your eyes. I mean, let's just put it out there. I did. We're not perfect. We haven't arrived. So let's just all together celebrate and encourage. Okay, so I'm going to do three countdowns, which is a little bit different than we normally do. All the campuses. And by the way, every one of our multi-site campuses, you have a pastor on your stage in just a few minutes that is going to pray with you. And those guys are men of God, but they're not perfect. So on the count of three, we're going to do all three categories. So I'm going to call dads out. I'm going to call Christians out. And then I'm going to call you starting your journey people out. Okay? If you need prayer, dad, on the count of three, every campus, stand to your feet. One, two, three. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. Awesome. Awesome. I know here there's dads everywhere. Dads up in the balcony. I know on the other campuses there's dads standing. Other category. Okay. If you're a Christian and you need prayer because you forgot it's a journey, on the count of three, you stand up. One, two, three. Whatever you are, stand up. Stand up. Stand up. Every campus. Awesome. Oh, yeah, I need prayer. Every campus. This is the last group. This is the last group, and then I'm going to ask the campus pastors to pray for you, and we're going to pray in here at Point Loma. If you want to start your journey, look around. Look around. This is awesome. You don't have to do this thing alone. You can be like Chris and Chris and Chris. Every campus, look around. North County, just look around. There's people standing everywhere. City Heights, Look around. There's probably people standing outside right now. Look through the windows. We're in this together. If you want to start your journey, we would be happy and it would be our pleasure to start it with you. If you want to start your journey, would you stand on the count of three? One, two, three. Stand up. Stand up. Stand up. Stand up. Yes. 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 I'm going to pray for Point Loma. Campus pastors, you pray for your campus. Let's pray. But before I pray, there's a lot of people on their feet. Hey, let's have a party. Come down here. Come on. Come on down here. Come on down here. If you're on your feet, come down here. If you're up in the balcony on your feet, come down here. If you're over there, come down here. If you're standing on your feet, would you come down here? If you're a dad on your feet, come down here. If you're a first-time believer on your feet, come down here. If you're a believer that needs help, would you come down here? Come on. Come on. Hey, and shake somebody's hand. Shake somebody's hand. Shake somebody's hand. Shake somebody's hand. Come on. Come on, Rock Church.